the ministry of Bishop Eddie Fabin edifies, comforts, and exhorts as God confirms his word with accompanying miracles, signs, and wonders. Bishop Eddie Fabin is a pastor with the United Denominations originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches and currently pastors the Catch the Anointing Center in Oboise. His weekly Sunday services, Monday 11th hour prayers and the Friday prophetic turning point services are streamed live on Facebook and have blessed many lives. He's also a seasoned counselor God uses immensely to repair shattered relationships. You are about to experience the manifest presence of God. Now here's Bishop Eddie Fabian. Amen. Tonight, I just want to continue sharing with you on bearing fruit after your own kind. Hallelujah. Amen. So this is what, part three. You know, like how you have the movies, they say part one and two, isn't it? Okay, but this one is part one, two, and three. All right. Okay. Now, God expects you, like I've been saying, uh, now that you are born again to bring forth fruits every child of God God is looking out for fruits from you and um, when you go through the scriptures you find that there are what I call fruitfulness rights that everybody has as a child of God you know and, and these because of these things you need to uh, believe God to bring forth fruits in your life you know the other day i was just saying that how can we really see that we are bringing forth fruits is there a way that it can be quite easy to know because sometimes when you are just measuring by maybe your attendance to church or whatever activities in the church you may not easily be able to see the fruits you are bringing forth and so one of the best ways to to see whether you are bringing forth fruit is the souls that you are winning for the Lord. So if you can have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven souls, then you can say that I'm actually bearing fruits. Or if you can have people who actually follow you, let's say if you are a basenta leader or you are a center leader and you have people who listen to you every time you are teaching them and they are being transformed, they are becoming better people. In fact, they are turning into pastors and other shepherds and leaders in the church. Then you can actually quantify the fruits. And every one of you, you need to have a mind that I'm going to be at that place. Either I am having souls that I have won, I spoke to them and they gave their life to Christ, or I am having people who are listening to me that I'm bringing up in the Lord, who are becoming just like me. So the way you are, if you are, let's say, a, a basenta leader, you are raising other people to become basenta leaders in the church. If you are in the worship choir, you are raising other people to become worshipers in the church. If you are a shepherd, you are raising people to become shepherds in the church. If you are in the teachers and follow-up ministry, you are raising up people who are also teaching and following up people. Then you can actually see your fruits. Hallelujah. So what are your fruitfulness rights? Number one, you need to understand that we are created to be fruitful. That is how God created us. We are created to be fruitful. The way God created you, you are supposed to be fruitful. That means that when you are not bearing fruit, there is something about you. And that is what I said, that God created us in his image. 
in his image. And what is that image? That image is an image of a creator. That image is an image of one who bears fruit or brings forth fruit. So when you look through the scriptures, especially in Genesis chapter 1, you see him creating things, bringing forth things after their kind. And clearly you can see that this is the kind of person God is. And so if he made you that way, he's expecting you also to be fruitful. Secondly, we are commanded to be fruitful. We are commanded to be fruitful. In Genesis chapter 1 verse 28, the Bible says that, and God said to them, be fruitful. Be fruitful. That, that's a command. It's not a suggestion. It's not um, uh, an appeal. It's not, um, what else? What are the words? Give me some words. It's not a request. It's not a suggestion. But what? It is a command. God is commanding you and I to be fruitful. We, we cannot but be fruitful. And if God is saying, be fruitful, then what it means is that all that you need to be fruitful, he has placed it in you. So that you have no excuse. In fact, one day when we arrive in heaven and we stand before God, nobody will have an excuse. Whatever you need to make you become that fruitful person is already placed in you. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. And so believe it and walk in it. Walk in it. Whatever you want to do in the house of God, do it and give it your very best. You will find out that there are things that you do them effortlessly. Things that you do them without stress. A man's gift, the Bible says, it makes room for him. So you find that that gift that is in you just comes out naturally. Some of you have a natural tendency of being able to uh, 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 smile with people and relate with people nicely. It's a gift. Not everybody has it. There are some people, even when they are smiling, they look serious. Have you seen some people like that? It's like you are wondering, is he smiling? Is he, is he? He still looks very serious. And there are some people too, even if they haven't smiled, their face looks nice. Have you seen some people like that? Yes. It's a gift God gives to different people. There are some people too, they are very good at arranging things, making sure that everything is in order. But you, if we allow you to come and handle some things, there will be confusion, there will be chaos. Yeah. And some of you know yourselves. When you look at the way even your house, your room, the confusion in your room, you can see that you don't have the gift of organizing things. Do you understand what I'm talking about? Yeah. So, these are gifts that God gives to people. There are some people, naturally, they know how to lead. You see that they can lead and command people to do things. These are all gifts. You find yourself in that area, press it hard. Kenwa, push hard. Press till you get to the very ground. Then you know that you have given your very best. Yeah. It's not everything I can do. You can ask my wife, she'll tell you. There are many things I'm not able to do. But the things that I can do, oh man, oh man. I said, oh man. I press it hard. So when you look at me, I, I look like I'm a very wild person, but it's just one or two things I can do. But the way I press it hard, you would think that I'm very wild. You see, you too, you are like that. There are some things you have that you can press hard. That will make you stand out and make you a different kind of person even. 
you will find out that people look at you and marvel and say, hey, yeah, yeah. You see, when you watch people like, people like uh, Reverend Sudan about when he's preaching, hey, you will think that, Charlie. <laughs> but he himself, when he's talking, he tells you that there are some things he cannot do, you know. And sometimes he says, he says that when he sees Bishop Dag going on these crusades and things, <laughs> he doesn't have that thing. He cannot do it. When he sees this organization of things and that, that and, and we have administrative things and no, 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 no. But when you call him to come and bring a revival, hey, you are too slow, my brother. Come on, ushers, you are too slow. Bring that guy to me quickly. Then you are watching and say, hey, this guy is very powerful. But he too, the one that he knows, he's pressing it. Pressing it. So look at yourself and what is it that God has placed in you that you must press hard? Press it hard. That is where you'll be bringing forth fruit. Yeah. One day Bishop said he prayed and he asked God, how can I be fruitful? And he said he saw a hand holding a book. And he said, that's it. The books that you are writing, that's how you are going to bring forth fruit. So keep writing. Press it hard. So you see Bishop, sometimes he's there. He's writing books into the night. But you and I, we don't have that uh, gift. Even text message. It's not easy for you to write a text message. Uh, to write and uh, respond to uh, something that has been on the page. To respond a uh, uh, problem. You see? So you don't have that. But somebody also, that is the area. So when you see the books and say, hey, Charlie, how can we also, listen, my brother, everybody, God has given you something where you can be fruitful. May you flow in that area and may you be fruitful in that area. Somebody say, I hear you. So you need to understand your fruitfulness rights. The third thing you need to understand is that hmm, we are blessed to be fruitful. We are blessed to be fruitful. God has blessed us. In Deuteronomy chapter 7 and verse 14. Deuteronomy chapter 7 and verse 14. Beautiful scripture. I love it. It says that thou shalt be blessed above all people. There shall not be male or female barren among you or among your cattle. Hey, you are blessed above all people. I said you are blessed above all people. You are an alien to barrenness. Yes, barrenness is not supposed to be seen with you because God has blessed you. I said, Because God has blessed you, I see many blessed people here. He said, You are blessed above all people. May you walk in that blessing, enter into that blessing, and become fruitful in the name of Jesus. You are blessed. You are blessed. In, in, in Genesis chapter 24 and verse 60, when Rebecca was leaving to, to go and marry Isaac. This was what happened. The Bible says that his brothers, and they blessed Rebecca. And they blessed Rebecca. And they blessed Rebecca. And they said to her, you are our sister. You are our sister. You are our sister. Be thou the mother of thousands of millions. Receive that blessing in the name of Jesus. A blessing to be the mother of thousands of millions. A blessing to be the father of thousands of millions. Receive it in the name of Jesus. God has given it to you. Walk in it. 
you are going to be a shepherd of thousands of people you are going to be a pastor of many people receive it in Jesus name thou art our sister thou art our brother oh you are my brother I say you are my sister I say you are my brother you are my sister may you become the mother may you become the father of thousands receive that blessing the blessing of thousands the blessings of millions receive it in the name of Jesus Christ you are blessed Bible says and God blessed them and he said to them be fruitful and multiply that is your fruitfulness right you have been blessed my brother believe that there's a blessing that is upon you there's a blessing that is hanging on you there's a blessing that is supporting you to bring forth fruit the enemy will say you cannot do it but tell the devil you are a liar God has blessed me above all people God has anointed me to be fruitful and I'm going to be fruitful receive the blessing of fruitfulness it's your portion in the name of Jesus and let your seed possess the gate of those which hate him may your seed the things you bring forth overcome the enemies that fight against you in the name of Jesus number four we have been redeemed to be fruitful we have been redeemed to be fruitful so number one we are created to be fruitful number two we are commanded to be fruitful number three we are blessed to be fruitful and number four we are redeemed we have been redeemed to be fruitful galatians chapter 3 and verse 13 and 14 thank you holy spirit thank you holy spirit galatians 3 13 and 14 it says that christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law whatever curse that was not allowing you to be fruitful you have been redeemed from it in the name of jesus being made a curse for us for it is written curse is everyone that hangeth on a tree so when christ went on the cross he took that curse from you so that whatever will stop you from being fruitful has been taken away i declare that from today the curse is broken in the name of jesus every kind of fruit that you must bring forth may you bring forth those fruits in the name of jesus spiritual fruits financial fruits uh marital fruits biological fruits every kind of fruits that you must have in your life receive it in the name of jesus the curse is broken somebody say the curse is broken it said christ has redeemed us that the blessing of abraham might come on the gentiles through jesus christ that we might receive the promise of the spirit through faith hallelujah so the promise of god even is for you receive it by faith and number five we are chosen and ordained to be fruitful we are chosen and ordained to be fruitful hallelujah in john 15 verse 16 he said you have not chosen me but i have chosen you and ordained you i have chosen you and i have ordained you that you should go and bring forth fruit and that your fruit should remain that whatsoever you shall ask of the father in my name he may give it to you hallelujah god didn't just choose you but he also ordained you 
To be ordained means to be equipped. To be ordained means to be anointed. To be ordained means to be uh, provided with everything that you need to do the work that you have to do. I see an ordination ceremony that has taken place in the spirit already concerning you. And I see people that God has ordained to become fruitful. Say, I am the one. So all these rights are there for you as a child of God. And just based on these things, you need to walk out there in boldness and in confidence that you too you can bring forth fruit. Yeah. So you are what? Number one, what are the five things? Number one, what? You are created to be fruitful. Number two is what? You are commanded to be fruitful. Number three is what? You are blessed to be fruitful. Number four is what? You have been redeemed to be fruitful. And number five is what? You have been chosen and ordained to be fruitful. These are the things that are fighting for you, my brother. You need to believe it and run with it. Many times the enemy comes to us and says that you cannot do it. You cannot make it. It's that like you too, when they are calling people, you do you are added yourself. Me too, I'm adding myself because I've been commanded to be fruitful. I've been blessed to be fruitful. I've been redeemed to be fruitful. I've been chosen to be fruitful. I've been ordained to be fruitful in the name of Jesus Christ. When the devil asks you, tell him that I've been ordained. God has ordained me to be doing what I'm doing. Me too, I can stand there. Me too, I can be a center leader. Me too, I can be a center leader. Me too, I can bring up people. That is what God has given to me. Hallelujah. So I was sharing with you seven reasons why we must bring forth fruit. You see, these even fruitfulness rights, even is enough for you to know why you must bring forth fruit. But we said, number one, to show that you are a real Christian, isn't it? And number two, to show that you are a healthy Christian. Anybody who can give birth, even in the natural, we say that the person is not healthy. Number three, we said to show that you have overcome the chokers. We started that last week. And I just want to touch on that quickly and then we close. Mark chapter 4 and verse 14. Mark chapter 4 verse 14. Thank you, Holy Spirit. He said, Mark chapter 4 verse 14. If you can just give it to us and we just read it as we wrap up. The sower, soweth the word, verse 15. And these are they by the wayside where the word is sown. But when they have heard, Satan cometh immediately and taketh away the word that was sown in their hearts. Verse 16. And these are they likewise which are sown on stony ground. Who when they have heard the word immediately, they receive it with gladness. But what happens? Verse 17. They have no root in themselves, and so they endure for a little time afterward when affliction or persecution arises. For the word's sake, immediately they are offended. So there are some people, they just get offended, and that's it. It just takes them out. You see how things people are taken out. Verse 18. And these are they which are sown among thorns, such as hear the word. Look at verse 19. And the cares of this world, number one. Number two, the deceitfulness of riches. Number three, the last of other things entering in, choke the word, and it becometh unfruitful. So, this is the reason why people don't bring forth fruit. Number one, the cares of this world. And last week we took time to talk about it. 
And I told you that as for the cares of this world, we can't do anything about it. It's part of our lives. We need to care for things. Wives are caring for their husbands. Husbands are caring for their wives. Uh, fathers are caring for their children. Today, my daughter sent me a message. She needs money. I said, ah, you see, these are all part of the cares. We cannot run away from it. You have to pay school fees, electricity, uh, water. Um, um, you have to study at school. You have to um, try and build a house. Pass your exams. Many things. Look for a wife. And that in itself is a big job. <laughs> Believe God for a husband. All these things are cares. You see, but what God is saying is that people who put too much attention and they focus too much on these things, they, they choke the word. And so, if you are able to overcome these things, then you have overcome the chokers. These three things are the chokers. If you can overcome these three things, my brother, you're going to be fruitful. So the cares of this world, it, it takes us. Sometimes your job that you are doing, your business, we are not saying that don't go to work, don't have a, a job, don't do business and all that. But what we are saying is that let's not give our whole life to these things. And then at the expense of, of the things of God. You see, because when you do that, you have also begun to say something that God cannot provide for you. And so, I need to provide for myself. Like people say, God, heaven helps those who help themselves. What verse is that? And if you can help yourself, why should heaven help you when you can help yourself? David said, I will lift up my eyes to the hills. From whence cometh my help? I don't have any help of my own. My help cometh from the Lord God Almighty who made the heavens and the earth. So when you begin to also depend on God, it's a great sign that, listen, I cannot do it on my own. Lord, I need you. And God is happy with such people. And when your life is like that, you bring forth fruit. We've all been there before that we were working. I've been there working. But I made sure. I remember one place that I went to work. I told my boss, I said, I beg you. I have to be going to church at this time. So I beg you. If there's anything, I will do everything. But at this time, I have to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the way you think. But these are the things. As we make God's work priority and we make the things of God priority, we see the blessings of God in our lives. Yeah. So the cares of this world, they will always be there. Till we die, they will always be there. But they should not come before God. When you see God, Seek first his kingdom and all his righteousness. The cares of this world will be added to you. Yeah. You are looking for a husband. You seek God. As you are in the kingdom, seeking first the kingdom, there will be other people who are also seeking the kingdom. You will meet together on the kingdom road and then you see that you are having your wedding on the kingdom road. I don't know whether I'm talking to somebody. When I saw the kingdom road, I saw a lady, a very beautiful lady, who was also walking on the kingdom road. And I saw that this sister was a sister of faith. I said, man, I think I like this sister. I would like to marry this sister. And I tell you, uh, it's history. Put your hands together for Jesus. <laughs> Hallelujah. Number two is what? The deceitfulness of riches. Hey. Beloved, riches are very deceptive. I'm telling you, 
The devil makes you feel that you, you cannot do without it. And you need money. And he tells you that money is everything. And when you have money, everything will be okay. Who said that? Who said that when you have money, everything will be okay? Haven't you heard of people who have money and rather? Because it's not everything that money can buy. There is a joy that you can have that money cannot buy. There's a peace you can have that money cannot buy. Yeah. These things, they don't sell them anywhere. And you should see people lying down in hospitals, even people who are suffering from COVID and things like that, and their money cannot help them. Yeah. So money is not everything. Money is not everything. So don't live your whole life looking for money. One day somebody said to Bishop, I, I love money. <laughs> he said, me, I love money. Hey, how can you love money like that? Bible didn't say that money is bad. But Bible says that the love of it, that is the root of all evil. Yeah. So, a lot of people make that mistake and they love money so much and they become choked. Your whole life you are looking for money. Looking for money. I, where can I find money? I'm looking for money. I want money. Hey! You will follow this thing and before you realize you are gone. It's a deception. And I pray that it will not happen to you. Yeah. Money answered all things. It's true. But it's not all problems that money answered. Yeah. A lot of problems that money is not able to answer. And you need it. Yeah. It's sad. But you see, because of money, places like Europe and all these places, they don't, they don't look for God. Because when you see the things that money has done, you, want, you sort of wonder that. Why? One day somebody said to, uh, they said, oh, you people in Africa, you, you, you need God. Yeah, 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 yeah. They said, you people in Africa, you need God. But we here, we don't need God. Because things seem to be working over there. Oh, yeah. When you are going to board the train in abroad, at one time I was in, I don't know where I was, I think in Amsterdam or so. And they said the train, and usually they don't like to give a time that lets you 8.30. Or 8.45. They rather give a very funny time. The train will come at 8.31. 8.33. I don't know why they do that. But I, I think they want to show you that the thing is really working. And I'm telling you, you can be standing at the station there. 8.30, you may not see anything. 8.31, you don't see anything. 8.32, you don't see. 8.32, you see that the train starts coming like this. 8.33, it's standing there. It's amazing. Clockwork. So, when you have things always working, everything you need, I mean, we, we say we are going, sometimes you go to the, even the airport at the Kumasi place there, you'll be sitting down, they say the flight has been cancelled. You cannot depend on anything. You go, they say it's not working. Light off, this, that, this, that. Nothing works. So, they sort of feel that money is everything. But you find out that when you get to the cracks, see that Charlie, money can't answer all things. Yeah, it's sad. But that is the, the lot of places like that. And that's why we need to be careful because sometimes when God blesses you, you, you can easily be having a car. And some people, when they have a car, it's like that's it, they have arrived. Don't be deceived. When you have a car, when you have a house, when you have... What is, what is these things? It's nothing. 
It's nothing. So we need to be careful. I remember when I was coming into full-time ministry, I used to work somewhere, and um, where I was working, I was paid. I was paid in dollars. As an person, have you been working at a place where they pay in dollars? Oh no, no, no. Ask, ask. Because sometimes people feel that as we are doing the work of God, Lance. Yeah. I was working at a place where they were paying me in dollars. Eh? My employment letter, the, 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 the letter, it was like a book like this that they gave to me. I still have it there. I intentionally kept it because I've never seen some before. Yeah, an international company. And I had many offers. Yeah, my boss, they, they had planned to take me abroad. Where I was working, every year I was entitled to travel abroad. It was part of the package. Yeah. And other things, other benefits, my course that I was doing, my work that I was doing, I needed to do some course, travel here, go here. I remember when I was called into full-time ministry and I went to tell my boss that I'm going, the Lord is calling me, I'm going to work for the church. (laughs) You know the question he asked me? He said, why? Is the church going to give you more money? Because their mind is that it's everything is money. Money is not everything. In fact, if your life, money is what controls you and money is what moves you, then you are very cheap. Sometimes you see some girls, money, when they see money, so much direction. When she sees fried rice, a man bringing him, taking him to um, where? Where is that place called? Cough cans. And, and that place at that uh, uh, junction there, what's that place called? Goldfinger. Is it Goldfinger? <laughs> Goldfinger. You are becoming. <laughs> no, no, no. You are too cheap. You are too cheap. Money should not be. Yeah. If you are a lady looking for a man who has money before you marry, yeah, you are too cheap. Have a man who has eyes for future. Yeah. But I remember, he said, are they going to give me? I said, no. Then he started listing the things that maybe I've forgotten is part of my package. I'm traveling. He said, do you, have you watching? You're just about to travel next month. And actually, it was the following month I was supposed to travel. You are going here. When you come back, you are going here. He said, okay, if you don't want to travel, we'll give you that money. I said, no, it's not money. It's not money. You see, and I could have been deceived into thinking that this is it. And when I have it, I cannot compare doing the work of God to any amount of money at all, at all, at all. It cannot be compared. But sometimes you see people, we put the two together as if, as if that uh, doing the work of God, nothing can compare to the work of God. No man taketh this honor unto himself except he that is called of God. It's an honor to be doing the work of God. I'm very happy doing what I'm doing. I may not be traveling to Dallas. I may not be traveling to Houston or whatever. But what I'm doing, I love it. I am happy about it. It's the greatest blessing. It's the greatest blessing. But in fact, doing that has even given me more things. You see, when you read 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 26, the Bible says that you see your calling. You see your calling. 
You need to see the calling that we have been called to. He said, for you see your calling, brethren, how that not many wise men after the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble are called. Verse 26, 27. For God has chosen the foolish things of this world to confound the wise. And God has chosen the weak things of the world to confound the things which are mighty. Yeah. So that nobody will glory in himself, but all the glory will go to God. Yeah. You see your calling. Look at the calling. Look at the calling that we have. It's not a calling unto riches. It's not a calling unto whatever. It's a calling that not many wise, not many noble are called. The people that are called are not, are not people who are whatever. No, that's not how God does his things. And you find that any time God is calling you, many times he would like to strip you off all the things that you have before he will call you. Yeah. And that's where people are not able to handle it when they are called. Matthew chapter 19, verse 16. Oh, I'm enjoying myself. I'm just about to close, but... Um, Beautiful. And behold, one came and said unto him, Good master, good master, <laughs> what good thing shall I do that I may have eternal life? You see, when people want to come and just bamboozle you with some things, then they start with all these things. <laughs> Nicodemus came to Jesus and said, Rabbi, Rabbi, no man can do these things that you do except God be with him. Jesus said, Hey, my brother, except you are born again, you cannot go into the kingdom of heaven. That's all. That's all. Good master, what good thing shall I do? And many people are looking for good things to do. I'm telling you, it's not the, the things that we have been called to. If you are looking for a lot of good things to do, we want to do God things, not good things. Yeah. But look at it, verse 17. And he said unto him, Why callest me thou good? Why are you calling me good? <laughs> he said, There is none good but one, that is God. But if you will enter into life, keep the commandments. <laughs> Verse 18. And he said unto him, which one? Because the guy, they believe himself. Bah. He said, Charlie, he said, keep the commandments. Which one? Which one? Commandments. Which one? And Jesus said unto him, you shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not bear false witness. Eh? I mean, if you are able to walk in these things, my brother, you are very powerful. Honor your father and your mother, and you love your neighbor as yourself. Verse 20. The young man said unto him, <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> we are talking about <laughs> these things. They said they are, they are common in my ministry. All these things, I have kept them from my youth. I don't lack anything at all. Hey! But he didn't know that he was about to meet the greatest test of all. And when that one comes, we'll see whether truly. You love the Lord. Then he said unto him, If you will be perfect, go and sell all that you have. Give it to the poor. Thou shalt have treasure in heaven. And come and follow me. Mm. A seminar. <laughs> because the deceitful of riches, it tells you that, listen, <laughs> you need the money. The world tells you, get all you can and can all you get. Yeah, get everything and put it in a can for yourself. <laughs> but look at what happened. When the young man heard it, young man, young man, hey, young man, he went away 
sorrowful. <laughs> said, no. For what? He had great possessions. <laughs> In fact, Fred Price, who passed away just last week or so, he said, he said, not that he had great possessions, but great possessions had him. Sometimes the things you say you have, they rather have you. That's why you can't do anything. But he went away sorrowful when he had it, for he had great possession. Verse 23. Huh? Then Jesus said unto his disciples, you see, after the guy left, Jesus said that a rich man hardly shall he enter into the kingdom more. If you follow riches, I'm telling you, you will not enter the kingdom. You may think that you'll be able to, but you will not be able to. It's only a few. And that one is by in, 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 uh, what, uh, Enemia and other things. In fact, they say that a lot of people who are rich in the kingdom, they actually enter before they became rich. <laughs> because the eye of the needle, the way it is, if you are rich, you can't pass through. So you need to pass through, then you, you'll be rich on the other side. Then that's a, but to reach before you go inside, it won't happen. Hardly shall any enter into the kingdom of heaven. Verse 24. Ah, and again, I say unto you, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man. A rich man, one day uh, an interpreter was uh, interpreting and the words that the, the, the preacher was using, he said that the guy couldn't know the word. He can't interpret the word. Big, big, big words that the preacher was. Then the preacher read the scripture. It is easier for a camel to go to the eye of a needle than for a rich man. The guy stood there for some time. And said, said, Listen, it is not easy if you follow riches, you can't enter. Don't follow riches. Enter first. When you enter, then you get the riches on the other side. Because when you have the riches, the eye of the needle, the way it is, you can't enter through it. The riches will stop you. The riches will prevent you. The riches will hold you back. And it's the reason why a lot of people cannot be fruitful. Because we are following money too much. Stop following money. No, 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 no. Don't look for money. Look for God. And the money will come to you. Your amen is very weak. You don't even believe it. Yeah. No. I'm not saying that you should not. I mean, money is good and all that. But please. If you follow it, it will distract you. It will choke you. It will keep you from making it in life. And you cannot make it as a child of God. But if you want to do well, yeah. A lot of people can't come into full-time ministry because money is holding them too much. The Bible says that for he had great possessions, but rather the great possessions had him. It was holding him. He wants to go, but he looked at the thing. He said, Jesus, you know what? I'm <laughs> honorable. I will see you later. And then he went away. He couldn't. The guy came feeling very good power. Very simple one. 
And that is why the Bible says that you cannot serve God. It doesn't say that you cannot serve God and the devil. But it says that you cannot serve God and money. Because these are the things that fight God. When money is there and God is there, which one do you choose? Oh, this one is obvious, Bishop. I'll choose God. You, we will give you some tests just now. You will see that you are following the money. Yeah. That is why God doesn't really mind so many things. But when it comes to money, he's very, very wild about it. When you don't pay your tithe, you are holding on to the money and all that, then a curse is coming. Because you, you believe in that thing more than God. Yeah. But if you're going to do well as a Christian, I'm telling you, don't, don't follow money. Any decision you want to take, you're not sure whether it is God or not God. Just check with this. Is, it, is the motive money? Once the motive is money, don't go for it. <laughs> Your flesh don't like the message you see. Your flesh don't like God. You would like to go for the money. 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 Bishop, what are you saying? Money. I have to go after the money. That was the young man. The young man came and he said, No. Jesus. <laughs> Ask me of any good thing to do, but not money. <laughs> that one is going to be very difficult. But the guy went away very sad. I thought that Charlie I'm able to honor my father and my mother and the simple one. Go and sell everything you have and come. Charlie. That's why Bishop always says that going to full-time ministry is like high jump, long jump, and triple jump. <laughs> and you follow it with poor vote. <laughs> it's that like you would think that you would just enter. It doesn't happen like that. Too. It's a very difficult thing to look at the money that you are having. And then you say, I'm leaving it and I'm coming to follow God. But trusting that God will be able to bless you. Oh, yeah. Oh, but I see people who love God more than money. People who are going to seek after God first the kingdom of God first and all his righteousness and everything that you need will be added to you. Don't let money deceive you. Don't let the, 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 the things that you are getting deceive you. No. At all. Sometimes we get it the other way around. Bible says it is the blessing of the Lord that makes rich. But sometimes we feel that it is our riches that makes us blessed. So somebody has riches that I am blessed. But blessing is beyond uh, money. Yeah. So when you have money, you say you are blessed. Oh, Mali, you are not blessed. But when you have the blessing, you have the money, you have the health, you have everything. Hey, may you be somebody who is not choked by the deceitfulness of riches. Stand to your feet and let's go home. Hallelujah. Lift up your hands to the Lord. I want you to talk to God, pray that you will understand the fruitfulness rights that God has given to you. That you're going to walk in it and you will not be deceived by money.
to follow other things. Lift up your voice and just pray. Father, we thank you. We bless you. We give you glory. Thank you for the opportunity to be fruitful in your house. You have chosen us. You have ordained us to be fruitful. And Father, we pray in the name of Jesus, may we not be choked, oh God, by the curse of this life. Deliver us from being choked by the curse of this life and by the deceitfulness of riches. May we not be deceived by money. May we not be deceived by riches thinking that that is everything. Oh yes, may we be at the place where we can let go of all that we have. Like that man who couldn't let go. May we not be that kind of person. But Lord, when you say we should sell everything we have and follow you, may we be able to sell everything we have and follow you in the name of Jesus Christ. We bless you, Father. We thank you that we are going to be fruitful. We're going to be fruitful. We're going to be fruitful. This year we'll be fruitful. We'll bring forth fruits, oh God. We are blessed to be fruitful for we are redeemed to be fruitful oh yes we are commanded to be fruitful we are chosen to be fruitful and we are ordained to be fruitful we are going to walk in fruitfulness this year we bless you father we give you all the glory in the name of jesus christ we pray and somebody shouted amen put your hands together for jesus hallelujah and as every head is bowed all eyes closed maybe you are here or you are watching on Facebook, you are not saved, you are not born again, you want to say, Pastor, pray with me, I want to surrender my life to Jesus. I want to be born again. If you are here like that, just lift up your right hand, I'm going to pray with you, or you are watching, you can also lift up your hand, and we're going to pray together. God bless you. Let us all pray together. Say, Lord Jesus, we thank you for dying on the cross to save me from my sins. Please forgive me all my sins come into my heart make me a new person please write my name in the Lamb's book of life from today I will serve you I will follow you for the rest of my days thank you Jesus for saving me amen and amen You have been exhorted, edified, and comforted by the prophetic word. Call a WhatsApp plus 233-591-524-522. That's plus 233-591-524-522. To speak to Prophet Eddie Faden. Prophet Faden would love to hear from you today and to stand with you in prayer. Eddie Faden is also on Facebook, so stay in touch. Until Prophet Eddie Faden comes your way again, run! with a prophetic word.